Hi, everybody. I'm Ralph Ben-Murgy. Welcome to Yehopitzville, brought to you by Pear Tree Canada. Uh, Yehopitzville is a great joy to do as we talk to uh, Jewish people who have decided not to live at, uh, as uh, Steve Pulver, who was a comedian for a long time, he used to say on stage, you're Jewish, you, you, you live where? Bathurston where? That was his joke. So that was the thing. Today, I want to introduce you to somebody who I grew up with. We went to the same school. Uh, I always thought he was just wonderful and a, a great spirit. And years ago, I knew that he'd moved to Owen Sound. Uh, and then I started to look at his artwork, which is incredible and totemic and primitive and intuitive and fabulous. Uh, and uh, we'll give you his uh, his um, website and details so you can look at his artwork, um, which is on display uh, at certain times in certain places. Um, but his name is Alan Glixman, and he's my guest on Yehopitzville. Alan, I haven't spoken to you in ages. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You know, the last time I saw you when? was uh, downtown Toronto at the Fringe Festival. Right. You were in the Fringe Festival. Oh, my and God, And I came yeah. down, and it was in the afternoon, and we met. And uh, I can't remember if you were performing that night or not. And that was the last time, and that must have been, like, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been, like, 30 years ago, 25 years ago. So you, don't you notice, as you get older, that you say, you know, a few years, uh, 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the no. way it works. Yeah. So for people who, who don't know, we both went to Forest Hill Collegiate. And uh, uh, one of my biggest memories of you was you standing on the hood of a car uh, and uh, singing. You could sing yeah. just like Burton Cummings. Right. But, like, And that's not saying nothing. Uh, but right. you could get up there. And I think you were belting out American Woman. And uh, we <laughs> all of the parking lot and i thought my god glicksman really knows how to do this uh yeah and i know music was your first love right right because <laughs> when i think about you i think first of all music art surprised me because yeah you, you never did that in front of us no. but you did music and you sang and you were in bands and you, you had fun well you know i was freaked out i was freaked out when i was in uh forest hill like we moved to forest hill I moved into grade 10 and I think you were in a band, were you? Uh, I was in music. I was singing. You were singing. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and one of my friends was in a band, but I was freaked out by all the Forest Hill guys. So I never, I never did music. I was Why into freaked out. Why were you freaked, I was freaked out? out? I don't know because, uh, I just moved there and I didn't know anybody, I guess. And, you know, to get up on stage and perform and, and go through all this stuff. Um, you know, I was a sports guy. I was into girls and sports. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I didn't associate too much with, you know, musicians and the sort of the cooler people. Right. Where'd you move from into uh, Forest Hill? Uh, Willowdale. Oh, Willowdale. If you lived in Forest Hill in Toronto, Willowdale was like Yehopitzville. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. far away. And before that was North York. Wow. From what I can gather, art never even occurred to you until you got out of high school. Is that right? Yeah, it didn't even occur to me then. It occurred to me, uh, I got out of high school. I went to York University. Right. For we all one did. year. Yes, we all did. <laughs> 
like everybody else. Yeah, yeah one I, year and out. I didn't yeah. know what to do, so I went to York University and followed everybody else. Yeah, and took um, uh, you know just a general course, and then after that, uh, I went to Israel. Oh, and I was in Israel. I've been to Israel, I think, three times. And um, when I came back from Israel, then I got all various little jobs doing all kinds of different things. Um, I was a dishwasher. I was a garbage man. I was uh, working in a kitchen. Yeah, well, that's the dishwasher one. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this guy, Lauren Jacob. He said, why don't you go to OCA? And I said, well, what's OCA? <laughs> And he told me what it was, Ontario College of Art. And at the time, I did a lot of poetry. I've always written songs, poetry. And so I took my poetry and I did some sketches of trees and things like that in the backyard because you have to have a portfolio. And I applied to OCA and I got in. So you was, Were you surprised that you got in? I was surprised because I had no art background. Right. And there were a lot of people that uh, did have art backgrounds who didn't get in, right. but I did get in. And that was 1975. The things you were doing, I guess, were just sort of moving around, trying to find yourself. What, what did you f uh, find when you went to Israel? What did it, what did it do to you as, as a, a Jew, uh, as a Canadian, as a, somebody in Israel? What effect did it have? Um, I was trying to find myself. You're right about that. And um, I don't think I did at that time. I was on a kibbutz and um, I had to catch turkeys and, and get sperm sa samples from the turkeys. <laughs> 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 and uh, and I, f I fell in love with uh, an Israeli who I never really had the guts to even like talk to. You know, we never did anything. <laughs> Nothing ever <laughs> happened. <laughs> And um, and I was trying to learn Hebrew. You know, right. I know a little bit of Hebrew. Um, but what happened was I, when I came back from Israel, uh, things started happening. And to make a sort of long story short, I found the Kabbalah. Okay. So I went into the Kabbalah and I... I've been there ever since, and I'm still doing all the uh, prayers and all the things that uh, a Kabbalist would do. Still aware of all the, you know, seasons and the times and the and the alphabet and all the stuff. And you know, because I'm into that, I'm into astrology and astronomy and all kinds of things like that. Um, so I found the Kabbalah, and then once I did that, then I sort of started to come together. Huh. So the Kabbalah can be interpreted a lot of different ways, and different people get different essences out of it. There's the idea of the Sfirot, uh, you know, the ten Sfirot, but there's also the four worlds that you can live in, right? The the body, the heart, the mind, the spirit. Um, how does it manifest in your life? Mm. I don't know. I think I'm I'm just aware and I'm very tuned in and I, uh, you know, I want to receive, you know, I think uh, Kabbalah is, you know, the desire to receive and to share. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I want to do. And that's kind of what I'm doing through my art. I'm sharing my art with people. So it makes them happy. You know, right. it, they can see it's colorful. Um, it's inventive. It's intuitive, totemic, all those things that you were talking about. Um, and I don't do that on purpose. I do that because that's what I do. So art, art for me is very natural and I love doing it. And that's what I do. I do art and I do music and I eat and I sleep and I shovel. <laughs> <laughs> you still play the drums? Yeah. 
Here's the drums here. Wow, cool. Yeah, there's the kit. Nice kit. That's the kit. Yeah. So you live in Owen Sound. Yeah. You, you, you've you lived in places outside of Toronto, I guess now most of your life. What made you decide, I don't want to be in Toronto. I want to be in these other places. Well, when I was in Toronto, we uh, I got into like a, a group of friends other artists and we had uh, studios downtown and one of my jobs was renovating studios that's how i stayed alive doing drywall and um, painting and you know that kind of thing and um, and the studios became lofts and then the lofts sold to uh, you know as very expensive and we couldn't afford to live there so friends of mine moved to flesherton and in 1985 i moved to flesherton basically because rents were really high and we couldn't afford you know to live downtown in our studios anymore they were kicking us out and um, it was like the best thing I ever did was Why? moving out of Toronto. Why? Um, just the traffic was one thing. The gallery scene, um, you know, the people, basically, uh, the attitudes, um, pollution. The I don't do very well with a lot of people around me. I, you know, like when I'm playing music, for example, I like to be on my drum kit right at the back, you know, doing my thing. Um, you know, when I'm painting, I'm alone in my studio. I'm, I'm a bit of a loner now. Mm. I don't, I don't stand on the car singing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe in the car driving, but not standing on the hood of the car singing. Right. So, so Flesherton and then um, didn't you go to Burlington or what? Like you, you fell in love. I was in right? Burlington for a while. Yeah. But you're married and you've been yeah. married for a long time. So Suzanne, my wife, was living right. in Burlington. Right, which is still pretty urban, unless you're yeah. in North Burlington. Yeah. 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 And from there, how did you end up in Owen Sound? Well, from there, uh, we moved. I had to go back to Toronto because uh, I had some jobs um, in Flesherton, but uh, they were like contract jobs and they would end. And so the money would end. So we've decided, well, we're going to go back to Toronto and we're going to, that's, that's when I went into the films. Mm. And, um, and then we had the big idea, and this was a really great idea, for Alan to be a postman, to work at Canada Post. So I applied and I got in and I was a postman for 18 years. Wow. Part time. So I can right. still do my art. Yeah, yeah. And once 18 years, uh, oh, okay, so so I was in Toronto. So then at the post office, you can transfer anywhere in, in uh, Canada to another post office. So once I did my, uh, I think it took two and a half years before I became legitimate. And I transferred to Owen Sound, which was the closest place to Flesherton. It's about, um, I don't know, half an hour from Flesherton, let's say. Mm. and um you know because i had all my friends here right so i transferred to owen sound and uh we got a place it was affordable and i was a postman for 18 years wow so here's the thing sometimes when people move out of toronto jewish people move out of toronto this being you hope it's hill um they calculate are there any other jews around right you know uh am i going to go live in uh, Flesherton, or am I going to live in Hamilton? And Hamilton has 5,000 Jews, and Flesherton may have four. So did, that, did that matter to you at all? Like having some sort of Jewish connection in your life, or it was just like, 
I'm a human on the planet. I don't see myself that way. I'm just going to go where nature and, and the world is around me. Yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> both. I was very aware that I was like the only guy around. There was maybe a couple other ones, like you say. I don't yeah. think there was four. There might have been three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But on the other hand, I was just, you know, pretending to be an ordinary guy. <laughs> Right. And to try and fit in, you know, I had a baseball cap on and I had my, uh, you know, whatever I would need to fit in. So it worked. Did you ever tell people that you were Jewish? Yeah. 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 And what was the reaction? Um, not good. Really? Not good. Yeah, not good. Um, How so? Well, I moved, um, I moved next to this family who were the, the I think his father published some kind of a Nazi related publication. Wow. And they were my neighbors. Wow. And we got along okay. We didn't really, you know, uh, talk or anything. Yeah. Um, so that happened. And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people around that um, never saw a Jewish person. Right. So it was, it was a little strange. Well, you know, you sort of become the, uh, the poster person for being Jewish at that point, because they have no, you know, it's, I always say, you know, if a person is wearing a kippah and walking down the street anywhere, uh, and they spit on the street, people think, oh, Jews spit on the street, right? Because you, you're representing all of it, all of a sudden. So I would imagine if somebody bumps into you in Flesherton or, or, or Owen Sound, they think, oh, this is what Jewish people are like. They're like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what other people think. And I try not to uh, think about, about what they think people. about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me ask you something. Because um, this now make you know, I, I've seen some pieces of yours that had Jewish influences in them. So I'm trying to think of it, when you yes. spoke before, Kabbalah is often about um, the mystical tradition of any religion is about becoming available to what is right? As opposed to trying to impose an idea on things, it is about connecting to the flow, to the energy that, that is there. That creativity, somebody described as a horse that goes by, and if you're available, you'll hop on. And if not, you'll just, it went right by you and you have nothing going on. Your process, how affected is it by your, um, you know, your interest and engagement in mystical Judaism? It's, um, it's there. It's there. Actually, my next uh, exhibition is going to be uh, Jewish figures, hmm. and um, I've already started it. Um, I don't have anything to show you. I could I could send you something. Yeah, I'd love um, to see it. Yeah, and it's going to be in Midland, Ontario, which I think is somewhere around Barrie or something. Some something. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, it is. I, I don't know when yet, but. Uh, but there are Jewish figures. Is that what you're yes. saying? So how what will that look like? Well, um, you'll have to see the show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I, I don't have anything to show you. I was going to bring something, but um, it's at my studio and I'm at home now. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so, yeah. So, but, yeah. How does it inform the work? That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it, it figures in. Um, uh, I can't really. It, it it all happens. Like my process is my process is everything. And when I'm working. You know, things are going through my head, um, but not like the end product does not necessarily uh, equal anything that I was thinking of. So things sort of, you know, pass by really fast, sort of like the uh, the horse going by. 
Right. <laughs> and, uh, right. And, and I'm working on them and they're in my head. But, you know, then when I turn away or something, you know, it's gone and it doesn't really mean anything. So let's say if I'm putting stars in the sky, I might put seven stars in the sky or 10 stars in the sky because that's a, a Kabbalistic number. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking about the spherot and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I might do things like that. Um, the figures are very sort of Jewish looking. They're all they're all more or less me mm-hmm. or my uh, mother or my father or my sister or brother, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, they're all personalized. Um, it's pretty, um, I don't know, I like to play. There's symbols, but the symbols are not necessarily Jewish, although some of them are. But they're more private symbols that I've, uh, it's sort of like a language that I've developed. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's there's a relationship for sure, but nothing really that you can. If I if I was looking at a painting, I could tell you what it was. You know. Right, right, right. Like oh but yeah, it doesn't this. it it doesn't sound like your concern is not to get to the finish line. No, it is process and never finished. So right. So if it's never finished, how does how does who who tears it out of your hands and says it's finished? Suzanne, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> what does she do? Just walk in and go, okay, you're done. Yeah. This one's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you ever go, no, what are you doing? I'm not yeah, finished. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I sneak it back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's never done. You know, you never can always done, look eh? at it and say, oh, I should have, you know, made uh, eight stars instead of seven stars. Or I should have, you know, put the sun over here or, the guy's sitting over here, you know, he's, his legs are crossed differently or, you know, whatever. So you, can that end up making things like, do you ever go past where you think you really probably should have stopped and think, and now I've wrecked it. I always go past, <laughs> <laughs> but they could, they could turn out to be intriguing because right. of that, or they can be failures and then you just sort of paint over it. It's easy just to, you know, paint over something that's right. That right. Like. So there's, Life has been intuitive for you. It, totally. Not pur- not purpose-driven, like I'm going to get this thing and it's going to happen like this and from there I'll get this. Never. It's, it's the moment. It's like you It's like you contacting me yesterday saying, yeah. hey, Alan, you want to uh, come on my, my program? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, hey, wait a minute, let me think about this. No. So what do you get from where you live and what do you miss because you live there? what do you get and what do you nature miss? nature you get nature yeah like uh when i showed you the trees yeah in the backyard this is a this is a whole forest back here and we have trails we can go for a walk we can go 10 minutes um down the road and we can go into georgian bay we've got birds all kinds of birds we've got all kinds of animals around, um, fresh air, space. So yeah, nature for sure. That was my big thing was nature. And for a lot of people, that that is their spiritual connecting point, that yeah. they feel they, they're on the planet and in relation. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh talks about interbeing, that you are in the web of, of, of creation. You're not in the egoic way, you, you think of yourself as separate from nature, separate from other people, separate from the work you're doing. You're talking about a more integrated, like when you and Suzanne walk into that forest, you are the forest, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all it's all connected. Do you have a dog? Cats. Oh, I thought you'd have a dog. Because yeah. I, all I remember is smorgas. Right. No, <laughs> we're, uh, uh, we're cat people now. 
How many cat? I have three. How many do you have? Yeah, we had three. Now we have one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it goes, uh, right? I think she's 17. Yeah. We had and a one of our cats old. was 22. When wow. They, yeah. And they outdoor cats or indoor cats? No, indoor. Yeah, same here. That's why they last so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they get picked up by a peregrine falcon. <laughs> yeah, could. They could. Shrunk. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. So, but what do you, is there anything you miss having grown up as an urban Jewish kid, you know, in all those environments and, you know, certainly at Forest Hill, 97% of the population was Jewish. Is there anything you miss like a great bagel or a smoked meat sandwich? Is there anything like that? Or is it I'm like, vegan. Cares? Oh, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah. I'm vegetarian. You're vegan. Yeah, yeah. Well, these days they make stuff that looks almost exactly like meat. So whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, do you miss anything? No. Not really. Hmm. I mean, uh, at the beginning, you know, I went back and forth. Right. And I, I had a gallery. I, st I still have a gallery in Toronto, but I don't um, I don't like going there. I go to visit my mother. Right. My mother's still alive. And uh, I go to visit her. Um, but I don't uh, I don't go downtown. I don't hang around downtown. Um, and I don't really miss it. No. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it informed your life in a way that was beneficial, that it was hubbub and pollution and too many people and expensive. And here you take a walk in the forest, go to your studio, paint something beautiful. Well, yeah, that's much better. You know, <laughs> if you have a choice, what do you get Well, yeah, choose? but don't we all have a choice? We do. Yeah. But we find a way to imprison ourselves sometimes. Like, I can't do that. I have to do this, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. You know, I played experimental music for starting in 1984, and uh, it's just totally improvised. It's spontaneous. It's inventive. It's intuitive, you know, um, and that's who I am. And that's the way I am. And that's my process when I'm when I'm making art or whatever I'm doing. Yeah, I interviewed uh, Sonny Rollins a little while ago, the jazz legend. And, right. Uh, he spoke about spirituality in his music. And he said, he said, jazz is a completely spiritual endeavor for me. And he said, if I I said, what's a great set of music for you? And he said, one where I have no idea what happened, how I got there, and where I am is a great set of music. But if I can turn to you and go, that was pretty good tonight, then it wasn't very good. Because <laughs> he's still watching himself doing his thing. So I imagine for you, you take your walks in Owen Sound, go to the water, walk through the forest, go into your studio, and just... And then I think of Kabbalah in there, and I just think of availability and presence is the only way you're going to get to do what you really do. And if you tried to force it, you would end up as, what am I doing here? Like, right. Well, then you start painting over your painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you write poems too, though, right? Yeah, songs. They're songs now. I've got a band. And oh, great. Yeah, we're playing actually on uh, March 20th at my exhibition. It's going to be sort of a, a celebration of spring. It's the first day of spring. Yeah, yeah. And um, and my closing of my show. Where's your show going to Is it? A... It's on now. It's at the Durham Art Gallery. The Durham Art Gallery. Which is also about 30 minutes south of Owen Sound. Right. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, so you. So you've done your life the way you wanted to do your life. It turned out. Yeah. Yeah. I. I never had a plan. You know. I never really had a plan. Well, I mean, they say if you want to make God laugh, tell her your plans. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well. If, 
it's like the HR question. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? It's right, like, right. What are you nuts? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, they and they also say if you uh, fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Right. Which not necessarily true, but <laughs> not so much. Yeah. So uh, where do people go to get your artwork if they want to see it They're just online so that they can engage it before they see it? Um, I don't have a website. You don't? No, I just have my Facebook thing. And so I post on Facebook all my stuff. And um, yeah, that's, why, that's where. Why no website? Um, I'm not sure. I think just probably too much work. Right. And I'm not, I'd have to hire somebody to do it and put it together and everything. So I just, I've, I haven't gotten there. Well, if anybody's listening who knows how to make a great website and wants to do it for great art and isn't going to say, yeah. you owe me $15,000. Right. Uh, there are lots of people out there who would do it. I just want more people to see your work because I, I look at your stuff and thank you. I, I just find it so, um, I think playful, the word when you use the word yeah. playful, that yeah. to me was the word I felt. I just yeah. felt like, this is playful. Like I, I'm in the middle of, of a, a, a playground here of, of yeah. art and creativity. Yeah. I'm what's a, the name I'm, of what's the name of your band? Grind. Grind. Yeah. It stands what, an acronym. It's an acronym for get ready. It's a new day. Posit right. It's positive. Very, very positive. Unlike yeah. my, my Mr. Schwalm story was very negative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn it inside out. All right. We'll do our best. Um, uh, what? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm I'm a doodler. I doodle. Like, I've got mm. millions of uh, pen and ink drawings. And from those doodles come these big, mighty paintings. They're really large paintings. And, uh, and they're so much fun. And that's what I've found myself to be doing. Yeah, beautiful. Well, listen, uh, have a great uh, end of show and uh, uh, gig with the grind. Yeah, thank you. And if I'm up in Owen Sound, I'd love to see you. Yes, come up and uh, visit All right. anytime. Thank you. Alan Glicksman is my guest, artist, poet, songwriter, walker, doodler, doodler, <laughs> and, and catman, catman do. Yeah. Right. Take care of yourself, my friend. Thanks, Ralph. It was fun. This has been New Hope It's Phil, sponsored by Pear Tree Canada, reducing the after-tax cost of giving for Canadian major gift donors. Learn more at peartreecanada.com. I'm your host, Ralph Benmergi. Our producer is Michael Freeman. Our music is by Louis Samayo. And if you want to travel with us across this great country, visiting more small Jewish communities, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You want to hear more of my work? I host another podcast called Not That Kind of Rabbi. I have a book as well, I Thought He Was Dead. You can find out more about the things I do, including spiritual counseling at ralphbenmergi.ca. And if you want to hear more Canadian Jewish stories, you can find them at the Canadian Jewish News' website, cjn.ca. Thanks, and we'll see you next time in your hope it's filled.